You know, some people enjoy composing their own music, chord by chord, and others are happiest when they come across that one perfect song. Work is not a lot different than that. Whether you prefer building your own workflow or using a pre-made template, with Monday.com, you and the team can work in a way that's comfortable for everyone. Tap the banner to go to Monday.com and build your own amazing workflow or find an awesome template. No judgment. It's everyone's worst nightmare, fire. And the USA has the second highest fire death rate in the industrialized world. So what can you do to prevent house fires? Well, to keep your family safe, read Fight Fires at Home with these tips. When you hit MoneyPit.com, just click on Ideas and Tips, then click Repair and Improve. And for answers to any home improvement or home repair question, give us a call right now. 888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Coast and floorboards to shingles. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. The number is 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. If your toilet's leaking, if your floor's squeaking, call us right now at 888-MONEYPIT. We'll help you dig out of those home repair chores around the house. What are you doing? What are you working on? We want to talk about it. We are here to help you get the job done. This hour, we've got a great show planned for you. Up first, are your closets easily accessible to everybody in your house? Uh, you know, in my house, my closets too filled are filled with stuff, and no one can get in there. My closets are only accessible to those that can reach the pile on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> to those who know how to sort through the piles of stuff and yeah, find exactly. exactly what they're looking for. <laughs> well, if that is your house, no worries. This hour, we're going to have some tips on closet organization. We're going to give you some tips that will help uh, you if you have kids, show you how to get things in the area where they can reach, and if you have older relatives, get you some shelves built where it's in the area where they can reach. Whatever your organization organizational challenges are, we're going to sort them out this hour on the Money Pit. You know, Tom, just mentioning organizational problems, it gets me like the creepy crawlies. You know, I'm so (laughs) OCD with keeping things tidy. I'm like, I'm coming to your house next weekend and I'm cleaning things up. That's just how it's going. And folks, we're going to have a home improvement vocabulary lesson for you this hour. Do you know what a dormer is? Hmm. Well, here's a hint. It's definitely part of your house. And if you don't know the right terminology for certain parts of your home, it could cost you big dollars. We're going to tell you how to save a lot of dough and the words you need to know. And if you bought an old house that's been several owners and are now faced with like 100 years of conflicting decorating ideas, we're going to help you (laughs) clean that up too because this hour we're giving away from Stanley a picture hanging gift pack. It's got all the doodads that you need to get the pictures up on the wall and off of the floor and out of the storage and we'll help you clean all that up. That's all coming up this hour on the Money Pit. Call us right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. The calls are already streaming in. Who's first? Amanda in Nebraska is looking to install a dishwasher. Hopefully we can help. What's going on? How easy is it to install a dishwasher, a built-in dishwasher, and put the fixtures in for, like, the piping and stuff for a house that has never had a dishwasher in it? 
Well, first of all, Amanda, you need enough room to do that. Um, to the left or right of the sink area or somewhere in the cabinet area, would you have a space that's 24 inches wide? Oh, yeah. Okay, because that's the space that you need for a dishwasher. So you need to carve out that space. Now, if you happen to have, for example, a 24-inch drawer base or a 24-inch cabinet that you can remove and you don't mind losing that much storage... Then it's a now, perfect fit. Yeah, now it'll fit fine. Um, in terms of the uh, the plumbing itself, not that hard to do because the lines are flexible. You can have a flexible water supply line that connects up, and you can also have a flexible drain hose that connects up. Um, is this house over a uh, crawl space? No, it's just a regular house with an attic. Yeah, but is it on a slab? What's underneath the kitchen floor? Oh, no, there's a full basement. Oh, okay. So then you have access to get under it. You have uh, access between the cabinets. So it's actually not that terribly hard. You have to run the wiring so you can plug it in, and you have to hook up the plumbing. So you have to drain line, and you have the hot and, water, hot and cold water supply lines, and you need okay. to carve out the, the uh, space in the cabinets. Those are all the projects that are involved. You know... If you're a handy person, it could be a do-it-yourself project. If not, uh, a plumber or electrician could bang the whole thing out for you. Okay. And can you put one under a sink? Like under the kitchen un- sink itself? Under a sink. You know, um, Leslie and I have been looking a lot into the topic of universal design. And I know that we have seen dishwashers that are split that have drawers so that you have almost two dishwashers in one, but I've never seen one that fits under a sink. Have you, Leslie? No, and then you're putting the dishes so low to the floor that it becomes a tripping hazard and it becomes sort of a backache every time you have to bend down and get them. Okay. Yeah, you really want to put it to the to the side of the kitchen sink. That would be okay. the place to put it, okay? Alrighty, thank you very much, and I love your show. Thanks, Amanda. Tuning in on WABC in New York, we've got Sal. Let's talk floor, and what can we do for you? How you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Our You're pleasure. so welcome. I have a den with a that is on grade. It's concrete. Okay. And I was wondering what's good to uh, prevent the moisture from coming up from the concrete and also to prevent it from being creating a mold. So do you want a finished floor that will work over, over concrete? Is that what you're asking? Right. right. I, I know that you can't put the rug right on top of it because the, the moisture comes up from the concrete because it's on grade. That's true. Concrete is fairly hydroscopic, but you have a lot of options. Um, two in particular, well, actually, well, three, but I'm going to say, first of all, locking hardwood floor, engineered hardwood floor is a good option. Because it's engineered, it's made of different uh, laminations that are sort of cross-ply constructed, so it's dimensionally stable, so you can put that down. And there's still a vapor sort of underlayment that you have to put below that floating hardwood, Correct. Exactly. And then second thing is laminate floor, which would be a perfect solution here. And laminate floor can look like hardwood or could look like stone or it could look like vinyl or it could look like tile. It's great stuff. It's durable stuff. Or, of course, you could use one of these premium vinyl materials. Yeah, there's actually a lot of different options. The vinyl materials are available in a sheet. They're full size. They get cut to the room per all those dimensions. I think the sheet products really need to be done by a pro, only because they're so large and unwieldy and the measurements have to be exact. But that's really a low expense option. And really, they all look good. Very good. Thank you so much for your help. You're welcome, Salvador. Thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Doris in Michigan listens to the Money Pit on WAAM. Waymo, how's it going, Doris? What's going on at your house? Okay, when my washer water goes into the laundry tub, it's a terrible smell. I don't know if it's some water heater water or what it is. And this is the only place you find the odor, not in a kitchen sink, anywhere else? Just the laundry tub. When the wa- the first, I'm washing and that water goes into the laundry tub to, to 
Liz Burswell, it's... Um, Do you have well water or city water? I have city water. I can't think of a reason for it, but what, except that perhaps this, that laundry tub, um, where that laundry tub drains... Do you know if under that tub there is a U-shaped pipe? It's called a trap. Um, I think there is, but I'm not sure. If the laundry tub was not installed properly and there's no trap, what you might be smelling is the sewage gas that's backing up from the rest of the house and the rest of the waste pipe back into the house. And the reason why the trap is installed and it's U-shaped is because it holds a little bit of water in there, which as the sewer gas comes into it, it sort of dissipates through the water and you don't smell that odor. So if it's not there, you're going to smell it. Well, you know, you guess what I did? <laughs> what did you do? What did you I- do? Gave it a good shot of uh, uh, Clorox, and boy, that took care of it. So I figured that must have did something to that water that sets in there. Well, the water that sits in there is always changing every time the washer dumps. But if you don't wash too frequently, if the trap dries out, or if you have no trap, that's what's causing that problem. And it's always a good idea, Doris, to maybe a couple times a year run an empty wash with just some bleach in it to clean out everything in there, because we are finding that certain bacterial remains within the washer itself. Well, that's what I've been doing. I have been doing that. (laughs) Well, you're on the right track. Doris, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Michael in Florida finds the money pit on WGUF, and there's oil on a brick drive. Hopefully we can help. What's going on? What happened? I have a red brick interlocking drive, and I have oil stains that are coming from my uh, car. And I have found a product called Pour and Restore that I've used to get rid of the oil. And it it does a decent job of getting rid of the black oil, but then I'm left with this nasty ring that is continuing on. It looks like I got polka dots all over my driveway. (laughs) Hey, have you fixed the car yet, Michael? Yeah, I actually did. <laughs> that, would be the, that would be a good first step, you know? Unless you really like cleaning. If you had called us before you uh, put on this other chemical product, we probably would have told you to try uh, something called TSP, stands for trisodium phosphate. Right. And you can make a paste of this stuff and, and cover the oil stains and then uh, let it sit for a bit and rinse it off. Uh, probably not a bad idea to try it now to see if you can pull out anything else that's causing this stain. But it may, in fact, be that uh, this product is uh, has had a chemical reaction with the brick color and you may not be able to uh, to change it back. Okay. Uh, would you recommend putting acid on it all? No, because now you're really going to start to uh, mess with the color. If you want to try to step it up, I mean, try to pick at least one area. Because they're pavers, you can actually take that brick out of the driveway and uh, take it to another area and see if you can uh, sort of test some different cleaning processes on it there. Um, but the other thing to think about is if you have all of these spots and you do have uh, pavers, you can simply replace those areas that are damaged with new pavers because they're, they're fairly interchangeable. Okay, well, I'll give the TSP a shot and see how that works. All right, Michael, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Hey, Money Pit listeners, is there a remodeling project in your future? Well, we can help get you and your home ready if you call in your home repair or your home improvement question 24 hours a day, seven days a week at 1-888-MONEYPIT. 888-666-3974. Is your closet a one-size-fits-all affair? Well, if so, it probably doesn't work well for everyone in your family. But if you make some simple changes now, it will carry you through all of life's phases in your house. Kids, adults, parents, you need room for your closets? We'll talk about that next. Money pit. Somewhere, a guy is tossing his golf clubs into the water. But you, you'd rather build, say, a burled maple coffee table. RYOBI Woodworking Tools lets you do it. RYOBI gives you the power and precision you need to succeed at prices that help you get going. Of course, there's still some equipment involved, but it's power tools. And you don't have to wear those funny clothes to use them. 
RYOBI Power Tools. Professional features, affordable prices. RYOBI, exclusively at the Home Depot. That's just beautiful. When it's time to choose a new entryway for your home, choose the brand more building professionals prefer. Thermatrue Doors. Thermatrue pioneered the fiberglass door. Today, Thermatrue doors come in more styles and colors than any other brand. Classic Craft represents Thermatrue's premium collection. Fiber Classic is Thermatrue's original wood grain fiberglass door. Or choose Smooth Star Fiberglass for the look of smooth painted wood. But no matter which Thermatrue entryway you select, you've chosen the most preferred name in the business. Visit Thermatrue.com. My home is 70 years old, and so are some of its problems. I was looking for a handyman to seal a leaky sink when I called Brad Schrader. Brad answered the phone himself and set up an appointment for the following day. He was on time and neatly dressed, and I quickly knew how much he enjoyed his job because he wouldn't shut up about it. First, he details all the problems. Then he gives the reasons why the problems need to be fixed. He tells you how much every little thing costs and why it costs that much. He is constantly explaining himself and often explains the explanations. But you know what? He is the perfect gentleman. Brad is nice and just wants to make sure you feel good about the work he's doing. I would recommend Brad without a thought. But next time, I think I'll let him do the work when I'm not home. Find thousands of unbiased reports and reviews for members in your area on Angie's List. From handymen to electricians, educate your guests at Angie'sList.com. Looking to save both time and money on your next exterior paint project? Turn to Bear, which now offers Premium Plus Ultra Exterior Paint and Primer in One with advanced NanoGuard technology. The revolutionary formula doubles as a paint and primer to form a liquid safeguard around your home that resists damage from sunlight, moisture, stains, and dirt, which means you don't have to repaint the exterior of your home as often. For more information, visit Bear, B-E-H-R dot com. And remember, now you can prime and paint with a single brush stroke. Bear products are available exclusively at the Home Depot stores nationwide. So AARP has a series of tips for homeowners who want to improve their homes, make them safer and more comfortable. And I found these tips on their website, aarp.org slash home design. In the bathroom alone, I widened the door, installed brighter light bulbs, and put non-slip surfacing on the floor tiles. Instead of wishing my house had improvements, I'm making them. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. The Money Pit is brought to you by Thermatrue, the nation's leading manufacturer of fiberglass entry and patio door systems. Choose the brand more building professionals prefer and add up to $24,000 to the perceived value of your home. For more information, visit Thermatrue.com. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And if you give us a call right now at 1-888-MONEYPIT, we've got a prize today that's going to help you put all those finishing details into your home's decor because someone we talked to today is going to win a picture hanging kit from Stanley Tools. It comes with everything you need to properly hang any picture frame, even mirrors, including the Intel Laser Pro, the Fatmax Extreme Torpedo Level, and the Fatmax Extreme Hammer. Give us a call right now at 8 
888 Money Pit to win the super cool prize. 888-666-3974. Yeah, this just isn't picture hooks and nails, folks. No, it's really everything to make sure you've got it lined up, spaced out properly, and even beautifully aligned. So really a nice prize to help finish up your rooms. The answer to your home improvement question and the tools to get the job done. All right. Well, as long as you've got the tools to get those jobs done, let's talk closets. You know, closets, they come in a one-size-fit-all variety, but your family certainly does not. In fact, if those rods in your closet are the standard five and a half feet off of the floor, they're probably not working for everyone in your family, maybe even not you. You know, clothing rods should be between 20 and 44 inches above the floor. In fact, the AARP has a great tip for creating a closet rod that everyone in your family can reach. You can add some known as an add-on extension rod and it's a rod that hooks to the closet rod that you already have now and that's already hanging there but this one's gonna hang low and it's really great for kids and you can remove it as people grow and get taller and for a more permanent solution, you can buy a pull-down or swing-down rod. Basically, you install this rod at the same height as the rod you have now, but then you pull a cord or you touch a button, and your clothes sort of swing down to that level. If you want even more hanging space, you can use the pull-down rod along with a regular rod. You install the regular rod at a lower height, and you can use the lower rod when the pull-down rod is in the up position. If you want more tips on how to get more space out of your closet, visit www.aarp.com slash home design for more great closet tips or call us right now with your home improvement question at one eight 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 money pit leslie who's next listening in in chicago on wyll we've got michael what's happening at your house well i have a problem in the winter time when it freezes and my concrete slab or the concrete walkway going to my back door heaves up to the point that i can't open my back door oh boy uh, you know, there's going to be no easy fix to this. You either have to raise the door up or get the concrete to drop down. Um, the concrete or any soil that's above in Chicago, above about three feet uh, underground, is going to freeze and lift. Now, one of the things that you could try to do here, Michael, is I would ask you to look to see if there's any moisture sources. If you're running water under there, water is going to lift it a lot more than just the frozen soil. And so if there's any water that's running under that area, that can cause a bigger lift than if there's no water there. But short of improving your drainage in that area to try to keep it as dry as possible, you're going to have to tear that out, dig down deeper, and then report at a proper height. It must be awfully close to that door. It is, in the, especially in the winter time. Yeah, yeah, and it gets closer <laughs> as the temperature drops. Yeah. yeah, and you want to make sure that you address the situation because if you can't open that door in the winter months, you might have an emergency where that's your only egress. So really, it should be addressed as soon as possible. Okay. Michael, thanks so much for calling us at 888 Money Pit. Lenore, New York listens to the Money Pit on WABC, and we've got a cleaning question. What can we help you with? Oh, I live in a uh, rent-controlled apartment building. I have wooden floors, which are beautiful. They're parquet, but they are filthy. They're a disaster. Uh, First of all, Lenore, lucky you with the rent-control apartment in New York City. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The floors are parquet. Uh, They're a disaster, and they have too much furniture to have somebody come in and scrape them. Okay. Somebody told me to use Mex, M-E-X, with hot water. Have you heard mm. of it? No, I'm afraid I haven't. To clean them? Yep. Well, first of all, parquet floors are rather delicate, especially as they, they, they age. The little pieces of wood tend to get loose. Uh, 
Yeah. Well, and, and also so because be they're careful. parquet, you've got all those little openings for excess water to filter into. And when you're cleaning a floor, you always want to make sure you keep the amount of moisture that you use to a minimum as much as possible. Yeah. If you can clear away um, the majority of sort of the middle area of the room where you have furniture, there is a way to uh, improve the look of these that doesn't involve sanding. What you you could do is you could use a floor buffer and something that could be rented very inexpensively. And, And on the bottom of the floor buffer, instead of having a buffing pad, you want to get a sanding screen. It looks like sort of a piece of window screen-like material, but it's abrasive. Yeah. And it works very, very slowly. And what it does is sort of it cuts off the, the top dirt that's on the floor itself. Without actually getting into the finish? Right, without actually getting too far into the finish. <laughs> there isn't a finish. <laughs> well, maybe you need to get into the finish a bit. But once you get that off, then you could refinish it in just that area. But there's no easy way to do this um, with floor cleansers and, and, and that sort of thing, which I think is what you're, what you're thinking about doing. Because what you're going to find is that you're just going to be adding to the, the dirt and everything that's on top of that now. You're going to have, what you want to do is not add, you want to take away, Lenore. And, and that's the kind of tool you need to do that. Okay, I'll try that. Let you know how it goes. You know, if I was her, I'd be running to do this project because Manhattan apartment pricing is just out of control. So with rent control, get the, do it. Hire somebody. You're saving all that money. Worth the cost of moving the furniture out, Lenore. <laughs> Listening in on KHNR from Honolulu, Hawaii, we've got Steve Aloha. How can we help? We have an exhaust fan uh, right above our kitchen Kitchen top, and okay. uh, it vents directly into the attic. Ooh, bad. That, that's a bad thing, Steve. It's a bad thing for a couple of reasons. First of all, you're dumping all the, the, the uh, steam, the moisture up into the attic where it can condense and cause mold issues. Secondly, over a cooktop, you have a lot of grease. It can collect in the attic and become a fire hazard. So that needs to be ducted through a, a solid metal duct through the attic to the outside. Now, you could bring it through the soffit. You could bring it through the gable end. You could bring it up through a roof vent, but you can't dump that into the attic because that's a, that's a potentially dangerous situation. Yeah, I, I've noticed that at times uh, even depends on what we're cooking. Uh, the smell goes around the house and comes out through the, uh, uh, well, we have that uh, entrance to the attic. Right. It's a very unsafe thing, Steve, for a lot of reasons, so you really need to duck that out. Now, Tom, once this is ducted out of doors, you know, whatever minimal insulation there is in Hawaii, does all of that need to be changed out? Do any of the... I would take a look at what's ever around there. If you have a bit of insulation in there, which is going to actually help keep your house cooler uh, on warm days, I would definitely replace it as well. Oh, okay, okay. I'll, I'll do that. All right, Steve, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT, 888-666-3974. Hey, Money Pit listeners, next time you're online, visit moneypit.com, and you're going to see our brand-new project finder. When you're there, you can look up just about any home improvement topic that you can think of, and you'll get everything that we've ever written about it. It's all free, and it's all at moneypit.com. Check it out today. We'll be right back. You live in a Money Pit. This portion of the Money Pit is brought to you by RYOBI. 
manufacturer of professional feature power tools and accessories with an affordable price for the do-it-yourselfer. RYOBI Power Tools, pro features, affordable price. Available exclusively at the Home Depot. Now, here are Tom and Leslie. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Standing by right now for your calls, your questions, your home improvement projects at one 888 Pit 888-666-3974. Hey, Father's Day is just around the corner, and if you're looking for a gift for dear old dad, you ought to check out the new online store at moneypit.com. We've got some great shirts, hats, mugs, and different sorts of tote bags with cool sayings on them that dad might like. For example, one of my favorites is, I came, I saw and I conquered. <laughs> you know, I love the hosed one, which pictures the hose reel all nice as a graphic. And then it says, Ed, I love it. <laughs> it's a great gift. I wear mine all the time and love it. And you can check out all these great gift ideas at moneypit.com. Nan, if you have a home improvement question, you can call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. Who's next? Perfect project for this time of year, decking. All right, Anthony in Georgia, how can we help? Hey, um, I've got a question. Um, I'm I'm going to have to redo my deck and rebuild one, and I've wanted, wanted to do it for a while. Okay. My question is, what are the advantages? I've seen the, the advertisements for tracks, decking, like at uh-huh. Home Depot, that you get at Home Depot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What, is, what advantages does that have over wood as far as price, usability, and what can I reasonably expect as far as lifetime? over wood if I go with that. Well, composite decking is going to be more costly than wood decking, but the trade-off is a lot less maintenance, almost no maintenance. You just have to clean it from time to time. Yeah, instead of having to refinish every, say, five years, depending on the product that you put on a wood deck. I mean, a wood deck is going to require cleaning every season, and then every three to five years, you're going to have to strip it and restain it or resolid stain it, whatever you've got on there. But it does require a lot more maintenance. But both are beautiful, so it's really a preference choice. Do you know if the frame is made of pressure-treated lumber? It is. Okay, so then what you can do is you can strip off the decking and leave the frame and then just replace the decking with pressure-treated lumber. The railing Is the railing system on the deck high enough off-grade where you need a railing system? Uh, yeah. Okay, then what you can do is also put a composite railing system on it, and they can actually there actually is composite Trex material that matches the decking, too. Oh, really? Well, what you would do for the posts, you would use a 4 by 4 as your posts or whatever size, and then they make composite sleeves, which slip over that post, and then there's systems that attach to those sleeves to put the railing in between your upright posts. And they're really attractive, and the composites really have changed how they look. There's a lot of more color options available. Some are even made to look like exotics, and some even have a very pronounced grain to really fool the eye and make you think it's real wood. I mean, it is much, much more durable and far less maintenance. Well, cool. That sounds that sounds relatively easy to work with. But did go up? How long does it usually take to put up something like that? It doesn't take uh, any longer than it would to build a wood deck. And by the sounds of your house, you've got a lot of help over there. You're going to have a lot of house, <laughs> a lot of help, and the kids are going to appreciate the fact that it's uh, very safe on bare feet as well. Anthony, thanks so much for calling us at eight 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 Money Pit. Linda in Alabama finds the money pit on WVNN, and we're helping you clean something today. What can we do for you? Hi. I have floor tile in my bathroom that needs the grout cleaned. Okay. And I am a chemical-sensitive patient and cannot just use the great ordinary product. So I was wondering if you had some idea to help me to clean the grout naturally. 
Well, we've got a couple ideas. There's something that you can use, which you've got in the house, totally sensitive for you to use, is baking soda. If you take baking soda and add a little bit of water so it becomes a paste almost, you can sit that on top of the grout areas and then use an old toothbrush or a new toothbrush that you're just never, ever going to again use on your teeth and really give it a good scrubbing. And that should work, even if you have to do it one, two, three times, depending on how dirty. Considering this is floor, it could be pretty dirty. And then once you get it clean, you can have someone seal that grout so that you don't have to do it again. Lemon juice is also a natural whitener, but I mean, you know, being that it's on the floor, it could be super dirty. Yeah, but having said that, Linda, we have to tell you that these natural products aren't going to be nearly as effective as uh, as a chemical product. And I'm wondering, is there a way to isolate this bathroom for this process and have somebody else do it for you, even yeah. if even if uh, it, it involves sort of depressurizing that area by adding fans and pulling all the air in there outside so it doesn't sort of mix with house air? Um, had you not said that you were chemical sensitive, we would have probably told you to use a grout stripper, which is the most effective way of trying to bring the grout back to its original color. And then again, once you're done with that, then you would add the grout sealer, and that will stop it from getting dirty again. Okay, great. I'll try those ideas, okay? Okay. I love your show. Thank you. Uh, oh, thank you, Linda. Thanks so much for calling us at 888 Pit. Calling in from Waterbury, Connecticut, we've got Michelle, who's got an unsticky floor situation. What's happening? We have vinyl flooring put down uh, a few years ago, and it's sealing at the seams. And even though we've lifted it up and put down new adhesive and resealed it, it still keeps peeling. Are these the tiles, or are they full sheets like a full flooring? It's full flooring, and it's vinyl. It's not It's not the little squares. It's sheets. Okay. Okay. And have you had any moisture issues in, in the floor that this is on top of? No. You just got a plain old poor adhesive situation. What kind of glue have you been using? Uh, the regular vinyl adhesive glue that the flooring company told us to use. Um, I have a feeling that once that stuff starts to stick, there's probably something happening there, some reaction with the floor, that no matter what you do to keep putting more of this on it, it's probably not going to work. Have you considered, Michelle, using contact cement? No, I haven't. Yeah, that would probably be my next step. Um, is not much. The only thing with when you're using contact cement is you're going to have to sort of peel back this area by the seam, apply the contact cement to both sides, and let it dry the floor and the back of the t- of the flooring of your vinyl. Then let it set up. So you're going to be holding it up or propping it up for a little bit of time. There's a reason it's called contact cement. Okay. <laughs> Okay. It's gonna stick. You get one shot. There are uh, a solvent that can break it, the seam loose if you really mess up. But once you get the, on with both sides of this, you press it down where you want it. Make sure. You, and what you could also do is get a, a well. You're probably not going to have access to this. I was going to say a floor roller, but you could even take a rolling pin and roll over the area. Put a towel down and roll over the area so you get really good pressure along the whole area, and that will hold it. And by the way, don't buy the water-based contact cement. Buy the uh, the solvent-based contact cement. And open all the yep. windows. And buy a throwaway brush, not the phone con, just a cheap bristle brush so you don't have to save it. Great. Thank you very much. Okay, Leslie, class is now in session. Time for a pop quiz. You ready? Okay, I've got my pencil. It's sharpened and ready. I'm ready. What do the following words have in common? Hip, dormer, valley, flashing, and shed. Mm, they're all words used to describe our personalities. <laughs> Close. No, they're roof terms. <laughs> of course they are. And while we might know the lingo, there's a good chance that many of our listeners don't. And if you don't really know what you're talking about, you can make some costly mistakes when planning a roof repair or even a roof replacement. We're going to give you the ABCs of Roof 123 next. You're, you're listening, listening to, to Extreme, Extreme How-To How to Radio. Radio. 
If you have trouble sleeping because of stuffy air, or if your floors and furniture feel sticky, it's not the heat, it's the humidity. During milder weather, when your air conditioner isn't running, humidity levels can rise unchecked. Whether it's mold and mildew or musty smells invading your home, an April Air Central Dehumidifier will help eliminate excess moisture and get you back on your way to a comfortable, healthy home and a good night's sleep. Call your heating and cooling contractor today or visit AprilAir.com. April Air, fresh ideas for indoor air. I want to keep my home for as long as I can because there are a lot of memories here. I read a little bit about making my house more comfortable and wanted to make my mom's house safer too. AARP told me about making mom's bedroom door wider and taping down her floor rugs. And I added handrails to our staircases. It was all simple and inexpensive thanks to AARP's tips. Now our homes fit our lifestyles and are ready for years to come. To bring comfort, safety, and a future to any home, visit us online at aarp.org slash home design. Table saw. 18-volt drill driver. Eight-piece combo kit. You don't have to just wish you had the power tools you really want. With RYOBI, you can actually afford them. RYOBI power tools. Professional features, affordable prices. And they sound really good, too. RYOBI. Exclusively at the Home Depot. Give your home an attraction that reaches all the way to the curb at a Classic Craft fiberglass entryway from Thermatrue. Classic Craft, a stunning AccuGrain technology, captures all the beauty and luxury of premium hardwood, but won't split, crack, or rot. Add a sparkling custom touch with decorative glass door tiles, side lights, and transom, too. When you do, studies show your home's perceived value rises as much as 6%. Let the curb appeal of a classic craft entryway enhance your home's look and value. Visit Thermatrue.com. AOL's new real estate site has the answer to any question a homeowner, buyer, seller, or renter may have. In fact, it's kind of spooky, almost like they're reading your mind. Hello? Hello? Who said that? Me, down here. I'm AOL Real Estate. Got any questions about your house? Hmm. Well, I do have a question about my 60s style bungalow because there's pink paint in the back and... Lead composition. Stabilize with 3-in-1 primer. Paint over with an Aegean blue to match your eyes. I think I love you. AOL Real Estate. So smart, it's amazing. Go to realestate.aol.com to see our own answer man, Tom Kreitler, in action. AARP is proud to sponsor The Money Pit. Visit www.aarp.org slash home design to learn more about making your home more functional and comfortable for years to come. This is The Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. And we make good homes better. Let us help you do just that for your house by calling us now at 1-888-MONEY-PIT, 888-666-3974. We'll help you make your house picture perfect because we've got all the tools that you need to hang those pictures from our friends at Stanley. We're not just talking about nails and picture hooks here. We're talking <laughs> about that would the be a serious, sad prize. <laughs> yeah, the serious tools. Yeah, call us right now. We're giving away free picture hooks. It's worth 12 cents. Come on. (laughs) 
<laughs> no, actually, we're giving away IntelliLaser Pro, which is this um, laser tool from Stanley that helps you make sure everything is nice and straight. Excellent. We're also giving away the Fat Max Extreme Torpedo Level and the Fat Max Extreme Hammer, which happen to be all the tools that you need to hang pictures in your house or destroy your walls in the process. <laughs> so call us right now at one eight 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 Money Pit. All right. Well, you can take your hammer right up to your roof with you this season if you need to make any repairs or do any work up there. You know, your roof from design to installation, it's so important to know the roofing terms. And it's really one of the best ways to ensure that your home's re-roofing is going to be done in the style that you want and combined with the premium weather protection capabilities that you and your home need. Here are some things you need to know. Get out your pencils and paper and write them down. The roof covering, that's what you see. Shingles, tile, metal, whatever you like, that's the covering. The underlayment. Very important stuff. Super duper duper important. It's the one piece of roofing system that's expressly designed to make your roof waterproof. And many roofers are still using that 15 or 30 pound felt. But there are newer materials including self-adhering rubberized membranes like Grace Ice and Water Shield. All right, a roof dormer. That's an opening in a sloping roof. It might project out to a vertical wall for a window or another type of opening. And they're actually my favorite architectural feature because they add so much character and really can be made to work on any style of home. And now, finally, a roof valley. This is formed when two roofing sections join at an angle. A leaky spot, too. And you know, that is the weak link in any roof structure. It's where all of these roofs come together, where there's angles in the roof or the roof intersects with a vertical wall. And that's why one of the very most important terms to understand with any type of roof is the flashing. Flashing is what is used in those areas. It prevents seepage of water into a building around any intersection or a projection of the roof, such as a vent pipe, a chimney, a wall that's next to it, a dormer or a valley. Now, usually you're gonna see manually fastened galvanized metal for this purpose. However, now you have premium material options. For example, we like Grace Roof Detail Membrane. It's flexible, it's self-adhering, it's rubberized, and when it's properly installed, it totally seals out the leaks. Now, if you want to educate yourself further on what it takes to have a really good roofing system, you might want to go to the Grace website. There's a total glossary of terms there, and the website is simply graceathome.com, www.graceathome.com. And if those spring rains sprung a leak in your roof, you can call us right now at 888-MONEY-PIT. Let's get back to the phones. Doug in South Carolina, what's going on at your Money Pit? Yeah, I was wondering if you can, if a leak inside the house can be caused by insufficient gutter size. And basically what we have is a two-story great room, and the water seems to leak down the wall in the great room and then kind of leak down onto the floor. And it almost runs down the wall. And I've been up in the attic, and the rafters, the roof rafters seem dry. The only thing I think it can be coming from is the gutters maybe are not sufficient to hold the water. Well, it could also be that there aren't sufficient downspouts for that spance of wall. Okay. Yeah, you need uh, one downspout for about every 600 square feet of roof surface. Assuming we're talking about a um, six-inch K-style gutter, which is sort of your average gutter size. It's the average gutter size. You need one downspout for every four to 600 square feet of roof surface. And yes, if your gutters are blocked or if you have insufficient spouts, the water can back up in the gutters and get in under the roof. Um, Ice and Water Shield is one of the roofing underlayment products that will stop that from happening. It's made by Grace, but it's um, it, it's not easy to put this on after the roof is is up. So the first thing I would do is make sure you have adequate uh, downspouts for this. 
Okay, good. That's what I'll maybe I'll put a down spot right in the because it's actually picking up the the one valley is picking up two sides of the roof. So you're right. Yeah. You may not have enough gutter. Yeah, then you can just add addition, an additional spout, and you may have to repitch the gutter so it goes down to both sides. But when you get situations where one roof is dumping to the next, very often that last spout is not picking it up. And the other thing that you could do is you could replace the 4-inch spout with a 6-inch spout. You may have to do a little fancy aluminum work to make it fit, but you could just make a bigger downspout, and that will cart more water away. But one way or the other, you need to make sure that that gutter system is draining everything the roof's dumping on it. That sounds better than replacing a ceiling inside. Absolutely. (laughs) Doug, thanks so much for calling us at 888-MONEYPIT. Well, summer will be here before you know it, and more likely than already, it feels like summer where you are. Would you like some hot tips for cool summers? Do you want to know how to keep your AC working all summer long? We'll answer that question from one of our emailers next. You live in a money pit. This is the Money Pit Home Improvement Radio Show. Coming up in the very next edition of our e-newsletter, the benefits of using a home inspector when buying a house and what to do if the inspection uncovers something you weren't expecting. It's been a difficult uh, home selling market. It's been a difficult home buying market. It's just difficult right now this particular year, and a home inspector can make that process a lot smoother. So we're going to tell you what you need to know if you're going to hire a pro to make sure that house you buy is really not a money pit. All right, and while you are snooping around on our website, signing up for your e-newsletter, why not shoot us an email question? You can go to Ask Tom and Leslie while you're there, like Nat did from Centerville, Virginia, who writes, I need to replace the outside portion of our air conditioning. The unit is 12 years old, and it is the original unit installed by the builder. We have separate heat and AC. Also, we plan to remain in the home for at least another 12 years. Most air conditioning companies have told me that I need to convert my system, replacing both inside and outside outside units to use a new refrigerant. One company told me that I could replace just the outside unit and use the existing old style refrigerant. I know that the refrigerant currently being used is phased out, but I'm really not clear on all the details. Can AC companies legally install a unit with the old refrigerant? If so, what are the negatives up front and over time to going with that old one? Well, as air conditioning systems have gotten a lot more efficient, the refrigerants have changed. And it's important to know that the outside condensing unit and the inside coil is a system, and they're designed to work together. Considering that this has lasted 12 years, I do think it's a good idea What's to the general lifespan? Well, uh, a compressor, 8 to 10 years on the outside. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I would definitely recommend replacing that and replacing the inside coil at the same time. It's going to work uh, better. It's going to be more efficient, and that's going to save you money in the long haul. So you, you're getting the correct advice from the majority of the opinions you're talking to, and hopefully this just nails it down, to, down for you. Go ahead and replace both of them, you're going to be a lot cooler, a lot more comfortable, and that AC system will last you for the next 12 years. The first one doesn't owe you any money. It really served you well, but if you want the next one to last, you should replace both of them. And by working with a system that works cohesively with one another, that's going to keep your energy costs down. Well, Leslie, it's been a wet and soggy spring in most areas of the country. Yuck. And but yeah, now it really is the time. Has. Really. And now is the time to get that moisture under control. And that is the topic of today's edition of Leslie's Last Word. Yeah, you really need to get that moisture and that water under control before it finds its way into your home. And believe me, it can through the weirdest places and come from so far away and show up in a completely opposite corner of your home. Trust me, I know. Basement situation, you've heard it a hundred times. All right. It- 
folks. It ain't pretty. I know. It's terrible. <laughs> Although you might want to think about keeping your dehumidifier going all year long. It always makes a lot of sense. Now is really the time of year where you're going to notice the difference and feel it working. You want to make sure that your dehumidifier is clean and operating properly. And indoor humidity levels should be between 30 and 50%. Your basement, you want to check it over for any signs of leaks or cracks, even mildew, and smell for mildew. That's one sure sign that you've got it in the house. Now, whether or not you're going to see this evidence of water infiltration, you want to take a lot of these steps to make sure that you keep things dry. First, outside. Make sure that your ground is sloping away from your foundation at a drop of six inches over four feet. And keep your gutters clean and make sure your downspouts extend away from your foundation by at least three feet. If you do all this stuff, you can keep that water in check and keep it out of your home. You know, it's really a lot simpler than people believe. Keeping it's water away terrible. from your house, it's not hard. You just got to, it's just basic maintenance. You know, keep the gutters clean, keep them extended away, and that really solves a whole lot of problems. Well, thank you so much for spending this hour with us. We're just about out of time. And before we go, we want to remind you that uh, this entire show is online right now at moneypit.com. You can click on the podcast. You can click on Ask Tom and Leslie. Ask us a question anytime it pops into your mind and call us 24-7. Our call center is always open for your calls. And if we're not in the studio, when you do hook up, we will call you back the next time we are. I'm Tom Kreitler. And I'm Leslie Segretti. Remember, you can do it yourself. But you don't have to do it alone. Oh,